welcome to Positively West Virginia, where each week we share positive stories about successful West Virginia businesses making a difference in our great state. Positively West Virginia is brought to you by the State Journal, WV News, and Interaction Media. Now, let's get down to business with your host, Jim Matuga. Coming to you live from the Interaction Media Studio in Morgantown, Welcome to Positively West Virginia. I'm your host, Jim Matuga. Today, we're going to visit with Max Hammer. He's the owner of Hammer Cycles in White Sulphur Springs, West Virginia. But first, a little bit about our mission here at Positively West Virginia. Every week, we talk with West Virginia business leaders and share their success stories with people just like you in West Virginia and across the country. When we first started this podcast project back in 2017, One of the things we set out to do was to encourage and inspire our listeners with positive business stories from right here in the Mountain State. To date, we've produced more than 200 episodes, and Positively West Virginia is now a 501c3 nonprofit organization. You can learn more about our mission uh, at PositivelyWV.com. You know, I get to see so many positive things happening in West Virginia business every day that a lot of people, quite frankly, never get to hear about. So our team at Interaction Media and Positively West Virginia are working to change that with this show so that people realize you don't have to leave West Virginia to find great business opportunities. They're right here in our state. We want to encourage people to stay here, to move here, and to build great companies and organizations right here in West Virginia. All of our guests are people who are actually getting that done too, day in and day out. And I'm convinced we can all learn from their experiences, and most importantly, their stories. Our guest once again today is Max Hammer. He's the owner of Hammer Cycles in White Sulphur Springs, West Virginia. Max, thank you for being on the show today. Well, thank you. Yeah, man, I'm I'm excited to learn about uh, your company, Hammer Cycles, there in White Sulphur Springs. I understand you're on the side of the road in Marlinton, West Virginia, and uh, I think that's pretty cool. You, you had uh, take, taken a half an hour, 40 minutes or so to, to join us live on the air and, and really to share your story. I want to talk a little bit about your company first. Hammer Cycles is a full-service full bicycle shop in downtown White Sulphur Springs, West Virginia. Max Hammer, if you don't know him, has been on a bike since he was a toddler. He came of age uh, on the trail surrounding Phoenix, Arizona in the 1980s, just as mountain biking was sweeping the Western United States. Max raced in several disciplines throughout the 80s, late 80s and early 90s, including the dual slalom, which he took, uh, in, it took him into the 1990 World Championship. I want to learn a little bit about that as well. He raced uh, bicycles along some of the nation's most preeminent riders and toughest terrain anywhere. These days, he's proud to call the Greenbrier Valley of West Virginia home where he owns Hammer Cycles. He started this business uh, back in April of 2020, so about 16 or 17 months or so into his entrepreneurial journey, and he offers a lifetime of expertise honed on backcountry trails and race courses to the community he loves. In his downtime, he also serves as head coach of the Greenbrier Valley Hellbenders Youth Mountain Bike Team. We invited Max on the show today to talk about Hammer Cycles, to share his story, and to give our audience some valuable insight into the company he leads right here in West Virginia. Max, take a minute, fill in some gaps from that very brief intro that I just gave, and give us a little behind-the-curtain look into your company. Well, thank you. Uh, 
we have well i've been trying to open a bike shop for most of my life in college i wrote a business plan for it but you know i was a little bit uh, resistant to making the leap and uh you know I, frankly i had uh responsibilities to not fail so i took the safe routes and finally i had a little more uh alignment in my life and was a little more comfortable and i took the leap and uh it's been great. That's what I've always wanted to do. And I love to get more people out on bikes. I think that uh, it helps everyone's mental state. It certainly does mine. Uh, so yeah, my bike shop is in White Sulphur Springs. It's right on Main Street between the lights next to Memorial Park. And it just uh, it's just a little tiny shop right now, but uh, we're so full of bikes. It's like we're bursting at the seams. <laughs> As I travel around the country, I've seen so many bike shops lately that don't have any bikes. And uh, I've been very fortunate in you know, managing to uh, maintain inventory levels and uh, have enough bikes to, well, to put people on bikes and get them out there. Yeah, it's awesome. I mentioned in your in your bio there that uh, you've been on a a bike since you were a toddler, and there's a cool picture of you uh, racing a bike. Uh, looks like probably in the in the late or early 1990s, and then a picture of you on a on a really cool looking bike too. That's that's awesome, man. So we'll we'll make sure we we'll put uh, links out there to that stuff on on the show notes of this of the uh, podcast. Max, take a minute and just kind of give us a second, uh, like give us a 30 second glimpse into your uh, pitch. In other words, what is it you tell people to, that you do there at Hammer Cycles in 30 seconds? Well, we uh, we are the brick and mortar store where people can come and get their bikes working properly and. Uh, get all the little things that they need to go along with bike riding. We stock a lot of bikes and uh, well, we really want to be a rental shop, but uh, the inventory levels are kind of a challenge for that right now. So everything's for sale. And uh, sometimes I have rental bikes and sometimes I've just sold them. Yeah, that's cool. Well, interesting. Well, talk a little bit about the brands that you carry. Uh, you know, I think that's uh, obviously an important thing. Uh, uh, as attribute for a bike is what, what kind of bikes do you carry? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, I carry the full line of bicycles by Giant Bicycles. And uh, so that includes their their uh, sibling brands of uh, Live and Momentum. Live is a bike company that is uh, entirely for women. It's uh, run by women. It's uh, fit, form, and function for women. So it's, it's a truly a women's bicycle, not just a rebranded, repainted uh, men's bicycle or unisex bicycle bicycle. Mm -hmm. uh, they also have momentum, which is their uh, sort of urban brand. And I stock uh, everything from uh, the straddle bikes for little toddlers on up through, uh, you know, gravel bikes, uh, comfort bikes, mountain bikes, uh, uh, and even a lot of electric bikes, uh, some electric uh, city cruisers, uh, electric mountain bikes, and, uh, even some dual suspension mountain bikes that are fully electric. That's awesome. Well, I, I love talking about bikes. I, I used to race bikes and, and do triathlons and all that stuff. I haven't been on a bike in a while, but uh, this might get me, this conversation might, might get me motivated again. Uh, but talk a little bit about some of the hot trends. You mentioned e-bikes. You know, what, what's the deal with that? If somebody hasn't heard of an e-bike, talk, uh, talk us through that. And what, uh, what are some of the advantages of an e-bike these days? Oh, e-bikes are wonderful. They bridge people back into cycling that 
you know, maybe they're out of shape and they have some friends that are in shape or they're, you know, they've had a disability that has kept them off the bike. Uh, because you have the electric assistance, uh, all the bikes I sell are uh, like, uh, they're elect pedal assist. So that means there's there's torque sensors in the bicycle cranks and there's a battery and a motor on the bike that's located uh, down low so to, to keep the center of gravity uh, stable. But uh, through the torque sensors in the cranks and the inclinometers and the wheel speed sensors and the pedal rate sensors, uh, the computer tells how the battery and the motor how much power to assist you with. So uh, that means you basically are anything from no assistance to up to 360% of your input at, you know, is coming out at the wheel. So it's, it's truly like being bionic, you know, it's, it's wonderful. So it lets people uh, go fast uphill. Um, you know, they do have a top speed, so they're sensible. They don't uh, go scorching down the trail like a motorcycle or something. Uh, class one e-bikes have a rating of up to 20 miles an hour. And they are uh, fully welcomed at the West Virginia State Parks, so the Greenbrier River Trail, the State Forest, all that stuff. And you know they're they're the most welcome category of e-bikes. There are some Class Two ones that have a throttle, and Class Three e-bikes that have a higher top speed. But Class One e-bikes are they're just amazing. Uh, they're game changers. Uh, I had knee surgery last year, and the doctor approved me for riding on a stationary bicycle, but Honestly, that doesn't suit me. So I started riding an e-bike and, you know, an e-mountain bike is just unbelievable. I could go out and ride all the trails that I wanted to ride. And instead of, you know, possibly pushing a little too hard where I was going to set back my knee, knee rehabilitation, I was able just to, you know, rely on the motor to help me out and keep it uh, light pressure. Yeah, that's awesome. So, what's what is the range on a on an e bike? I mean, can you, is is it done by miles or hours? Or talk a little bit about yeah, that. The range varies, uh, and obviously, it depends on how much of the work you're doing yourself. But uh, it can be up to a hundred miles on some of the higher end e bikes. Awesome, that's a century. <laughs> yeah, off road even. <laughs> One of the things that I've uh, I've picked up on too, especially in West Virginia, of course, we're known for world class mountain biking, but the um, the the gravel races and the uh, gravel bikes. Talk a little bit about that uh, sort of trend that's happening out there, especially in our state, and some of the things that are really cool that you you mentioned gravel bikes and in, in, uh, in, you know, Giant has. Uh, and live, I guess, both have gravel bikes. Talk a little bit about uh, the gravel bike phenomenon or the trend of, of that. Yeah, so gravel bikes are, you know, in, from a distance, they look a lot like a road bike, but they have, uh, you know, they really evolved from mountain bikes. Uh, mountain bikes back in the 90s were kind of a primitive machine, and they were, you know, in the 80s, they had no suspension at all. Yeah. Uh, and now, gravel bikes today are somewhat of an amalgamation between road and mountain bikes. But what we loved about mountain bikes back in the 90s was, you know, getting out, you know, a, a mountain bike ride was often a lot of gravel roads and a little bit of trail here and there. And some of it was pretty burly, but most of the trails were based on, you know, haul roads and log skid roads and uh, gravel roads out in the forest, you know, fire roads out in the west, you know. Yeah. But, uh, so there's all those roads are out in our public lands and you know uh they're perfect to ride a mountain bike on but 
these new gravel bikes are so much smoother and more capable and uh you know they usually have uh, ways to fasten on enough gear to go for a bike packing trip and uh, still be nimble so they're pretty amazing uh, you can crank out the miles on the gravel roads it's uh and while you're doing that, you're not on uh, the side of a paved road, paved highway with cars whizzing by you, which is wonderful. Yeah. You're kind of out in nature and, you know, the cars that are coming by are not going nearly as fast. They're not nearly as much of a threat. Uh, I think drivers today are far too distracted by their mobile phones, their need for constant input, and they're, you know, they're always eating or adjusting the radio or sending texts or I don't know, just plain not paying attention because they're, we've been, our brains have been modified by all the sensory inputs that we have. Yeah. Very interesting. Well, you know, just listening to you talk about bike, uh, getting on your bicycle, uh, is very inspirational. Just listening to you talk about it. Uh, you know, one of our, uh, passions here in, in, in positively West Virginia is, is really promoting entrepreneurship, but I'll, I'm also an advocate of promoting health and wellness, and I can't think of a better way than just getting out on a back road on a, on, an, on, a uh, on a bicycle, a mountain bike, or a gravel bike, or a road bike, or an e-bike. That sounds like a, a world of fun, and sounds like a, a great way to to keep your um, your health in check as well. I wholeheartedly agree. <laughs> Max, talk a little bit about with with Hammer Cycles. You've been doing this since April of 2020. What was it like to start a business in at the beginning of a pandemic? Well, frankly, it was a little terrifying. Uh, <laughs> I've been trying to transition and bridge into the you know the actual storefront business by working out of my garage for about six months, and I started establishing a customer base and uh, getting some regulars and setting up accounts and getting it all in line. And uh, I had, uh, you know, had the lease on the space that I started uh, fixing up in March and was ready to go for the beginning of April, but was watching all the pandemic restrictions and, uh, you know, viral spread, you know, just watching all the risk and I was a little concerned. And uh, frankly, there was a lot of... uh, well, like for lack of a better term, social media lynchings going on, you know, people trying to figure out who's right and what's wrong. And, and uh, I was just trying to keep my head down because in West Virginia, you know, bicycles aren't usually seen as part of the uh, in travel infrastructure. So in many states, uh, cycling had been deemed a necessary industry. Uh, so it was, yes, keep going, stay open you know, be open to the public. And in West Virginia, it was never addressed that way. And I was concerned that, uh, you know, that I might be crossing some boundaries. So I was, I was operating behind papered windows at the bike shop for a little bit, you know, and there was plenty of phone calls and I was staying busy and getting things set up. And the uh, vinyl came for the windows and uh, took down the paper to put up the vinyl and people started streaming in the doors. So that was my soft opening. <laughs> wow. Wow. What would you say is the thing you're most excited about for Hammer Cycles right now? Well, well, I'd say the the most excited thing, uh, things I'm most excited for are uh, expanded offerings. Uh, We're in a little tiny shop right now at 600 square feet. We're about to break ground on uh, an addition that'll just about triple our total footprint, Mm -hmm. which will be wonderful, allow us to 
offer more variety in bikes and, uh, you know, a little more product and hopefully rentals and uh, our placement is really amazing right now because we're in a, you know, Main Street and White Sulphur Springs is, you know, being re reborn like this phoenix that it is. Uh, it's been, you know, a depressed, you know, like like so many small towns in West Virginia, it's been very repressed with, you know, most of Main Street, you know, sitting dirty windows and junk dealers and really no prosperous businesses. And suddenly the entire Main Street in White Sulphur Springs is vibrant, you know, mm. got so much activity going on. Uh, I've got uh, I've got a restaurant on either side of the shop. Uh, we've got that just down the street. We've got Roadhog's Barbecue, which you know they've added a lot of outdoor seating and a stage out back, and there's been a lot of live music. Uh, the city has many festivals that are hosted right out of the Memorial Park, which is right beside my bike shop. On Thursday afternoons, there's often live music accompanying the farmers market. Uh, beginning at three o'clock in, you know, right next to the bike shop. And that has generated a lot of extra foot traffic that I'm very thankful for. Uh, and we're on the verge of opening uh, the local restaurant and uh, Big Draft Brewery, which their tap room is going right behind my bike shop. And it, oh. <laughs> views, you know, the views out, out onto Howard's Creek, the city's been do, doing some restorations on Howard's Creek and it's uh frequently stocked trout stream it's you know, really good fishing back there uh right in town and the, you know, it just seems so wonderful to you know you see like so many different activities happening in a town that seems so dead for long max what do you attribute that to what you know you said the phoenix rising up from the ashes that was a great picture you painted and talking about all the optimism there in, in white sulfur springs what do you attribute it to well it's it's uh it's kind of a terrible correlation, but the, you know, it took hitting rock bottom when we had our flood in 2016 yeah. to really stimulate the change. And we're springing back from that. And uh, frankly, it's like a new town again. Well, I mean, I hear the people that have been there for you know their entire lives telling me that White Sulphur was once this place and it was always the place. And they're excited because it's coming back to be the place. Yeah, it's got to be exciting to be right in the middle of it, too. Yeah, yeah, right right in the middle of being a part of it. I like it. Yeah, that's awesome, man. What's the geographic area that you serve? In other words, are people, your customers for, for Hammer Cycles, where are they coming from? Well, they're really coming from all over the customers that come to see us. Uh, we are somewhat of a destination uh, recreation area because of the Greenbrier River Trail, which uh, – the one terminus of it is right between Lewisburg and, and White Sulphur Springs there in Caldwell. So uh, that being, you know, one end of a 78-mile, 1% uh, grade gravel trail, it, it's just really amazing. It's a, uh, we've got, we, the town of White Sulphur is also a wonderful kicking off point for mountain bike rides, for gravel rides, uh, you know, fishing trips, uh, you name it. I mean, we're, we're tied into the outdoors. The edge of the southern edge, or sorry, the northern edge of town is the Monongahela National Forest. And, you know, then it spreads for another million acres on up into Pocahontas County from there. Yeah, that's huge. 
you know, um, obviously you're, you're in Greenbrier County. Um, I believe um, Lewisburg is, is one of the cities that's been, well, it is one of the cities that um, was picked to be part of the Ascend WV program where remote workers can be paid to move to West Virginia. It, do you think that that's a, a, you know, something that's encouraging for you as well? I mean, we're trying to uh, through West Virginia University and the Brad and Elise Smith uh, organization, being able to provide this money to incentivize people to move here to West Virginia. How, what, what are your thoughts on that? Well, I love it. Uh, it's absolutely wonderful for the area to have, you know, the attention. But frankly, like people are already doing that. Uh, we've had a lot of people since the pandemic began. Uh, they're relocating into our area and it's it's wonderful to get some new talent uh you know the ability for people to remote work is amazing yeah. and uh you know because it's we wouldn't have the academics and the uh you know re so many people have left west virginia for to, you know their professional careers and now it's it's uh turning the page and bringing them back in i love it yeah that's awesome so I mentioned, Max, in your intro that you were you know, kind of grew up in in the Phoenix, Arizona area. Tell us a little bit about how you came to move to West Virginia and what brought you here. Oh, gladly. Yeah, Arizona was is a, has a very fond place in my heart. Uh, it has a lot of open spaces and public land, whether it be national forest or BLM land or the like. What it doesn't have that West Virginia has uh, is all the water. So, you know, there, there's a ton of people there and there's not a whole lot of water, but there is wonderful outdoor uh, opportunities. So I, always, I grew up in the outdoors, you know, going camping, fishing, hunting, spending all my time, you know, every weekend and frankly, every day, because we lived right on the edge of, you know, the urban development. So from, you know, the few paved roads in our neighborhood, it was like slipping out into the wilderness right there. So that that's always been a part of my life is to get outside and play. Uh, coming to, well, I, I went to Maryland briefly before I landed in West Virginia. And, you know, there's Maryland's beautiful, but they really don't have the outdoor and public opportunities. There's a lot of uh, uh, limits to where you can go out and recreate. There's not a whole lot of public land. Uh, so I, coming here was, I was, it made me think of Arizona with water and that was, just an amazing thing so every time I came to West Virginia to uh, you know whether it be just to go ride my bike or go to you know sightsee or camp or you know even go skiing at Snowshoe West Virginia it was you know it was it, it was calling my name and it, finally I was able to relocate here and uh, I love it it's the longest I've ever lived in any one place yeah. and uh, I appreciate it that's great so you know, getting back to, to starting your business, you know, obviously, like I mentioned, you've been in business 16 or so months now. What would you say is, has been your best business moment since you've been in business? I'd say my best business moments are when I see people come in and they're just grinning from ear to ear and they're customers who I've put out on bikes and, you know, maybe they've outfitted their entire family with bikes and they're having such a wonderful time. And they just keep coming into the shop to thank me for it. I love that. Yeah, no doubt. That's got to be a great, uh, great sense of fulfillment. What's been your worst business moment so far? Take us to that place. Uh, I'd say the 
the worst business moment is when I have to tell people that I'm sorry, I don't have any bikes that can suit them because unfortunately the supply chain has been devastated the entire time that I've been in business. So there's so, some of the most popular types of bikes are just, they just haven't been available at all. Mm -hmm. uh, or, you know, they're only in momentarily and I have a long waiting list and they're gone again. Yeah. Yeah. Well, hopefully that, that, that supply chain issue will correct itself and, and really, uh, you know, be able to move, we'll be able to move past a lot of those things, right? We're seeing it across the, across the country. That's for sure. Max, yeah. I want to take a second and just mention the sponsors that we have for Positively West Virginia, and they include the State Journal, WVNews.com, and Interaction Media. The support we receive from these companies allow us to highlight the incredible things happening throughout the great state of West Virginia. Our guest once again today is Max Hammer. He's the owner of Hammer Cycles in White Sulphur Springs, West Virginia, Greenbrier County. Max, let's get back into it. What's the vision that you have for Hammer Cycles long term? You mentioned this groundbreaking. You're going to uh, increase the size of your shop. What's the vision you have long term? Well, I, I want to get a lot more open space inside the store and be able to offer, you know, the next bike. I mean, if, I feel like our shop has really become uh, a starting place for getting people outside and getting them hooked on the, you know, the outdoor recreation. And you know, as of such, we have really done well with the entry-level bikes. Uh, a lot of people are getting into their first bike in a long time or just maybe an improvement over the very basic bike that they had. And as they get more and more of, you know, interested in the sport and, you know, hooked on it, they become these enthusiasts that, you know, well, frankly, they grow out of those entry-level bikes and they want fancy bikes. And I want to be that person to supply them and their kids. Uh, I want everyone to get out and just be as excited about riding bikes as I am. Yeah, no doubt. That, that's super cool. You know, you, you, we talked a little bit about, you know, the fact that you've been on a bicycle since you were a toddler. What, what is it about, you know, two wheels and a handlebar that, uh, that, that get, it turns your crank, so to speak? <laughs> <Pun intended. laughs> well, I feel like it is really the ultimate freedom. And at the same time, for me, it's, it's my therapy. I, you know, I feel good about myself before, after, you know, while riding, and it lets me get into my own head, and I kind of sort things out, uh, you know, think about what's going on, you know, I, I, I can actually get uh, into a meditative state when I'm riding alone sometimes, and I'll just be climbing up the mountain and, you know, working through all that stuff that's in the head, and, you know, then uh, i kind of drop into a subconscious mind when I'm going fast, you know, riding down hills and, you know, everything is all the calculations that it takes to do that stuff. It's, it's, there's a lot more going on than what you can actually process in your conscious mind. So yeah, you really transition into your subconscious mind and it's uh, all this, you know, muscle memory and, and instinct and calculations happening so fast you can't even figure it. Yeah, that's awesome, man. What's what's your favorite um, trail to ride? It sounds like you're really into mountain biking and, and trail riding. What's your favorite trail? Well, uh, there's there's no such thing as a favorite <laughs> trail for me because I, I the more I ride one trail, the more I want another trail. You know, I, there's trail systems that I really love, but there's places that I really love. But you know, I I have to spread the love around. You know, I really love. I really enjoy what we've got out at the Greenbar State Forest because it's so convenient and close for us. Uh, and there's, you know, several 
trails about four and a half miles total that we built you know as you know trail users and volunteers we had some help uh and a little bit of grant money back in 2013 that we added a bunch of trails to the state forest and they're they're built in the modern methods so they're they're more uh entertaining to ride as a you know bicycle trail they're there's they're always curving dipping and changing grade and bobbing and weaving and you know it's fun rather than like how the trails were you know that it, that pre-existed there were mostly haul roads for you know timber extraction and there were skid paths through the forest and there were you know some of the trails that the you know the ccc built you know way back in the 40s which mostly was you know the most direct route for getting from point a to point b you know some of them were just directly up a ridge line until you get to the top of the mountain and they're uh at places they're steeper than a staircase and frankly they're not a whole lot of fun they yeah. they they do have their purpose but you know think, the the newer well, stuff is way more fun yes yeah, so what i'm hearing is like it back in the day you know before there was much intentionality about trails it was more of a practical pragmatic type of approach and now it's looking at it from from an entertainment and an enjoyment standpoint while still having the practical use as well absolutely getting out and enjoying it yeah uh there and you know like a, a proper trail builder uh, typically designs the trails to take you past the attractions in an area. Like if there's something beautiful, like an overlook, it definitely is going to go to that overlook. And if, uh, you know, there's just a really interesting rock feature, you know, the trail will go there. You know, that's how the Tower interesting sightseeing fun trail is. Yeah, absolutely. I once heard a, um, a landscape architect talk about, you know, if you want to figure out how to, to connect pathways, just look at the, the wear marks on the grass, because that's the, that's the path that people want to take, you know, sure. uh, I, thought, I always thought that was kind of a cool perspective. And I think about uh, modern trail building and, you know, understanding, just like you were saying, you know, here in Morgantown, we have Cooper's Rock State Forest and the Cooper's Rock Overlook. And it's a kind of a famous landmark. I don't know if you've ever been up to Morgantown, but oh, I yeah. think I think about that same thing. They they built the trails and the overlook and the concession stand and everything right there by the overlook. They they didn't build it, you know, four miles away, right? So that's kind of kind of neat when you think about how how all these trail systems have, have been developed. And and I, I liked what you said also about the difference between West Virginia and Maryland. I don't I don't think I've ever heard it put that way. You were talking about the fact that we have a lot of public access to great outdoor spaces whereas in maryland not maybe not so much and i think that that's a, a that's a difference maker you know that's a differentiator uh, and sure. i think about the monongahela national forest our uh, our family has a a trout camp right there in randolph county uh, and the backyard is the Mon monongahela national forest and and i think about that and that that's such a vast um tract of land thousands of acres and it's just it's just gorgeous property and and the fact is we can access it you know we can go and hike and we can even do some primitive camping and and all the, all those kinds of things and and just miles and miles of trail so i think uh, i think that's a really cool thing that you pointed out you know from from hammer cycles perspective being a new business max how do you attract customers what's what's the what's the secret sauce well there's a lot of word of mouth, thankfully. Uh, you know, the customers that I've satisfied, I think they tell all their friends, and I think that helps. But uh, I just uh, 
just bought into a billboard on uh, Route Six on Interstate 64 with, uh, well, with Roadhog's Barbecue and uh, Cross Creek Event Center. So it's like uh, we got the big old billboard out there by Sam Black, bikes, brews, or beer and and uh, barbecue. It's pretty amazing. That's pretty cool. That's awesome. What's one of the biggest challenges you face right now? Uh, well, the, obviously the the product is a big challenge, but uh, I really want to be able to offer more services because we have a lot of visitors come in from out of town and want to rent bicycles and take them to the Greenbrier River Trail. Mm-hmm. And frankly, they they often come with a car that has no means of moving a bicycle. So uh, I, I'd like to get uh, an offering that you know helps both Lewisburg and White Sulphur Springs. You know either with a uh what you know i think the best idea i've heard is to put a trail concession where there's uh possibly some bicycles with a uh you know like the big cities do where they're you know you put your credit card into the machine and now pops a bicycle well similar to that but you know you basically can rent a bike just by authorizing it on a touch screen and we just keep all the bikes out by the river and people could pick them up you know it might cause uh you know, limitations and being able to reserve bicycles and arrange it for out-of-town visitors, but it would sure make a convenient uh, use of bicycles in space. Yeah, absolutely. That's 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 a that's definitely an out-of-the-box idea. I like it. Max, what's one piece of advice you would give to uh, young business owners and maybe somebody who's thinking about an entrepreneurial venture like, like you did, you, you, you kept thinking about this. And then finally you said, my circumstances are such where I can do it. What's one piece of advice you would give to folks like that are thinking about that? Oh, I think, I think to stay flexible. I mean, I had some ideas about how it was going to go and, you know, I've had to readjust on the fly, which I think is great. Uh, I, when I first opened the doors, the bottom dropped out of the normal bikes market and uh, fairly much the only bikes that were available to purchase anymore were uh, that were left in the giant bicycles catalog were the electric bikes. And, you know, as a startup business, I was really scared because they, they, you know, I could buy six or eight uh, entry level bicycles for the price of one of those electric bikes. So Mm -hmm. I was really scared, but every time I bought them, I kept selling them and I thought, well, Okay, so I never expected to sell electric bikes, but here it is. Uh, But, you know, like when people don't have a way to move their bikes, you know, if I can pull it off, I'll uh, shuttle their bikes or pick up their bikes at their house to, you know, do pick up and drop off service or deliver bikes. You know, when people purchase bikes and don't have any way to take them home, I think that it just as long as I can adapt and help, you know, that's really an important, you know, flexibility. Yeah, that's awesome. What's one thing you do every day that you think contributes to your success? Um, mostly I smile. I get, I, I'm fairly, <laughs> I get so excited about talking about bikes. Uh, and I think that maybe people notice that. Uh, I mean, every part of bicycles, it's just, it's, it's my pleasure. I love it. You know, and I want to share it with everyone else. Yeah, that's, that's super cool. What's one book or maybe even a podcast you you would recommend for aspiring business people or entrepreneurs? Oh, wow. I'm drawing a blank on that. <laughs> uh, but I would have to mention, uh, you know, I, I, I think I said that I worked for Mark Bow before I opened Bike Shop. And I give a shout out to that guy because he's infectious in his enthusiasm. And he's 
fairly much a serial entrepreneur and he's just got the one thing that's stuck right now, but he's always in the next and he's thinking and planning and trying. And I, and I love that. I've learned a lot from just yeah. watching him. Yeah, that's super cool. Max, we've covered a lot in this interview. Um, is there anything else you think our listeners should know about you and your story and, and your business? Mm, well, um, I, uh, I love getting kids out on bikes. That's why I'm uh, the head coach for our Greenbrier Valley Hellbenders mountain bike team. Yeah. Uh, Super cool, by the way. had great success with that. You know, we started off uh, two seasons ago. This will be the beginning of our third season this year. And, uh, you know, it, it, we went to a race. Racing's totally optional for it. You know, it's just basically like, a, you know, that's a club or a team where we get out and, you know, racing is, is a possibility, but not required. There's no bench. There's no uh, tryouts. Everyone's in. Uh, we just, you know, go out and teach kids how to ride bikes and, you know, how to get improve themselves. And I think it creates a lot of uh, wonderful kids in the process, but uh, our very first race, you know, we had no idea what we we're getting into. You know, we showed up and, we're a little bit shell shocked, you know, we <laughs> carpooled and we were car camping and, uh, you know, we had like a makeshift, uh, uh, easy up tent. And there was some, you know, some of the teams that had done it before, you know, they had, you know, almost an intimidating, uh, presence at the races but, coming with like a tour bus and the whole nine, huh? <laughs> well, you know, like barbecue grills and, you know, pit zones with, you know, feed stations and, great. you know, like, uh, you know, just looked very organized compared to our card table and, you know, tent. Uh, <laughs> Love it. So we were, I mean, but coming into that, I, I really, the, my main goal in taking these kids to the, their first bike, mountain bike race was that everyone would finish. I just wanted them to finish. Yeah. And at the end of the weekend, when uh, most of them were standing on a podium somewhere, I was just blown away. Wow. And, uh, you know, it's times like that that just, you know, they bring a tear to my eye. I get so worked up uh, about the success for these kids, and I love it. That's awesome, man. Thanks for sharing that. In closing, Max, how can our listeners learn more about Hammer Cycles and perhaps even get in contact with you? Well, they can go to our website. It's uh, hammercycleswv.com. Uh, you can find us on Facebook uh, at Hammer Cycles. Uh, where you can come on down to the bike shop and just come see us. Uh, we're right there between the lights and white sulfur Springs. That's awesome, man. Yeah. I, uh, we'll make sure we get all those links and everything to your social media up on the, up on the show notes section and on the Facebook live as well. Max, it's been a real honor to have you on the show today. I think what you're doing is really great. I love hearing about those, uh, those young kids that you're mentoring and coaching uh, and showing them how to compete and, and not only finish, but, but to finish well, uh, and get on those podium, uh, stands and, 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 uh, and be able to, to really compete out there. And I also appreciate the fact that you started this business, you know, right, right after the, the, the lockdown started here in West Virginia, back in April of 2020, I, I just want to encourage you to keep up the great work. I think it's, it's awesome what you're doing. Well, thank you. It's my pleasure to be here. Absolutely. Well, folks, that's a wrap on another episode of Positively West Virginia. Positively West Virginia is brought to you by the State Journal, WVNews.com, and Interaction Media. As we continue on our journey to help share positive stories of companies and people doing amazing things all across the Mountain State, just like my new friend Max Hammer of Hammer Cycles, our hope is that we in some way equipped you and inspired you 
with this business story. If you or someone you know would be a great guest on the show, drop us a line on our website, PositivelyWV.com. And of course, we appreciate your comments, encouragement, and reviews. And we ask that you, if you enjoy these stories, please just share them on your social media channels as well. And be sure to check out our weekly show, The Positively West Virginia Small Business Mastermind. It's every Friday from 11 a.m. to noon, where we bring you a panel of business experts from around the state of West Virginia to help small business leaders win each week. Positively West Virginia is a 501c3 nonprofit organization. You can learn more of our mission of advancing and uh, helping small businesses and entrepreneurship in West Virginia at PositivelyWV.com. On behalf of our entire Positively West Virginia team, including our producer today, Mr. Hampton Hill, until next time, I'm your host, Jim Matuga. Stay positive, West Virginia.